Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Stress is usually not much of a problem for children. At times, a little stress is good for them and keeps them sharp. Young people can normally think things through and figure them out for themselves. They can usually handle their feelings whether they are feeling good or not. They can do what they need to do. They have some stress but handle it fine. Children can have more stress than they can handle. Foster children almost always have too much stress. When they do, you see signs their stress is getting to them. Here are some typical signs. 1. They are restless and have trouble calming down. Children can be restless and unable to calm down when they are just full of energy. They are only being very active. It is really hard to sit still, stand still, or be still. Their problem is not stress, it is having to be calm and quiet. School and the dinner table are good examples. The only stress is adults who expect them to quit fooling around. The children are just being children. The adults are the ones with the stress. This is the real problem. When restlessness and trouble calming down are because of stress, it does not feel good. The young person is having thoughts and feelings that are keeping him upset. He is confused and feels afraid, angry, and frustrated at the same time. He cannot manage these thoughts and feelings very well and is uptight and uneasy. If you see the sign in your foster child, here is what to do. Think about whether the child has a problem or you have a problem coping with his energy and normal behavior. If the problem is yours, tell him about your problem. I want to talk with you about slowing down and settling down a little, especially at dinner and when we are having quiet time in the evening. You are too rambunctious, and I find it hard to handle. If you think the child is restless and having trouble calming down because of stress, first give him a little more space. Be a little more patient and tolerant. Say, I can tell you have a lot on your mind. I will give you as much time and space as you need to work it out. If you want to talk, I'm here for you. If he does not get more relaxed in a few days, get a little more insistent. Say, whatever you are struggling with seems like a big problem for you. I cannot tell whether you are winning or the stress is winning. It's time to talk. Let me help. I know the two of us can handle any problem better than either of us by ourselves. Can we talk? If he refuses to talk, keep trying. Not right then but from time to time and at least once a day. Don't get frustrated and uptight just because he will not talk to you. Helping a youngster with stress can be stressful. Be a good example of how to manage stress. 2. They have trouble concentrating and paying attention. This sign of stress is a lot like restlessness and trouble calming down, but it is more of a problem for the youngster. Some children, about 1 in 30, have a condition called Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder or ADHD. These young people have abnormal problems concentrating and paying attention. Although this probably is not your foster child's problem, make it your first idea. If the child has ADHD, he can do nothing about it by himself. Only a physician or psychologist can diagnose it for sure. It then needs managed medically, behaviorally, and through special teaching and learning techniques. The child cannot handle ADHD without help. At home and school, problems concentrating and paying attention often are read wrong by adults. They read them as daydreaming and not paying attention. A parent or teacher might say, she spends all her time daydreaming, not paying attention, fooling around, and wasting time. When misread this way, a stress problem can get overlooked. If this happens, the child is more likely to be punished than helped. Also think about this. Have you ever had to be somewhere that was uninteresting, boring, and no fun? What if it were even worse? You have trouble understanding anything being said and do not know what is happening. Are you getting the picture? What if you are told it is important and good for you? What if you are told you will understand how important it really is in 10 or 20 or 30 years? 
What if you are told you will be in trouble if you don't pay attention and make the most of the opportunity? What will it take to get you to concentrate and pay attention? Children are in these kinds of situations often and do about as well or as badly as adults do. Before you take any action, think about how reasonable you are being when you expect the child to concentrate and pay attention. Most children who have trouble concentrating and paying attention because of stress are ignored. Even worse for them, they are treated as if they were misbehaving. What's more, teachers and parents think they were misbehaving on purpose. What can you do to help? Look for explanations. If your foster child often has trouble concentrating and paying attention, ADHD needs to be checked out. The problem may only come up at school or when the child has to listen carefully or read. If so, consider a learning problem. You may see the sign mostly when the youngster has no choice about where to be or what to do. If so, think about how hard it is to pretend to be interested or to act like you care when you don't. If the problem comes up and you had not noticed it before or if it is getting worse, stress is the cause. Talk with your foster child. I am concerned about you. It seems like you are having trouble concentrating and paying attention. I noticed this when you were working on your homework, just as an example. It seems like you have a lot on your mind. It's hard to concentrate when we are thinking about important stuff. It's a problem for me sometimes too. Can we talk about what is getting to you? 3. They have trouble going to sleep and wake up during the night. As with most problems, this sign is usually not very important unless it goes on for a while. Children usually go to sleep in about 15 minutes to an hour. The average is around 20 minutes or so. Some youngsters go to sleep quickly and others take a little longer to settle down and fall asleep. It is only a problem if it takes a lot longer than is usual for your foster child. If this happens several nights in a row or if the youngster cannot fall asleep for 3 or 4 hours some night, there might be a problem. Excitement, not feeling tired, and thinking about day-to-day -day kinds of things also can keep children awake as they can adults. Do not make too much of it. Still, be open to the possibility of too much stress. Waking up during the night once in a while is not a problem either. Everyone does this sometimes. Usually, it is from dreaming or from needing to go to the bathroom. Not going back to sleep fairly quickly is more of a problem. When the youngster often wakes up but cannot go back to sleep easily, stress is a problem. Consider this. The child may be afraid to go to sleep, and if he wakes up, going back to sleep also may be scary. Much abuse, especially sexual abuse, happens at night. Family violence often happens at night. Children who live in homes where there are rats would understandably be afraid to sleep. Think about why your foster child might be afraid. If the child's sleeping does not improve in two or three weeks, arrange for an evaluation and maybe counseling. When the child is taking his stress to bed with him, he needs some extra help. For they have bad dreams and nightmares. Stress can be a problem for your foster child all the time or just once in a while. It also can be mild or more serious. As it gets worse, the child's fear, anger, and frustration start to take over. At this level, stress is with the child whether he is awake or asleep. A bad dream or restless night once in a while are no big deal. Even a nightmare on rare occasion is not something to worry about. Here is the problem. If the bad dreams happen often and especially if they are bad enough to call nightmares, the child has a real problem with stress. There are some things you can do to help. First, encourage the child to have a quiet time before bed. You can talk with him for 15 or 20 minutes about something positive and not stressful. The idea is to help him slow down and calm down before trying to go to sleep. See if sometime during the day you can get the child to talk with you about his fears and frustrations. Talking is always the best medicine for stress. Talking about the dreams or nightmares will not help much. Help her learn to wake completely up after a bad dream and especially after a nightmare. 
Encourage her to try to go to the bathroom and to come wake you up. Your reassurance while she is still afraid will help. Talking about something to get her mind off the dream often is just the right help. If things do not get better in a couple weeks, counseling is necessary. Also, there is a problem called night terrors. They are not exactly nightmares. With this problem, the child's fear is extreme and it is very hard to get him to wake up. Often, the child sleepwalks during a night terror. He may give you the feeling he is awake. These terrors always need checked by a doctor. The child probably will get medicine for his stress. 5. They have headaches. Headaches caused by stress and tension are unusual for children. They are only a little more common in teens. When a child has a headache, it is most likely caused by a minor illness, allergies, problem seeing, or getting too hot or tired. If you notice the child has a headache more than once a month or so, it needs checked by his doctor. Of course, if the headache is severe or lasts for more than a couple of hours, check with the youngster's caseworker or call his doctor. The point is this. Rule out possible medical causes before considering stress. 6. They have upset stomachs. Like headaches, a child's upset stomach is probably caused by something other than stress. It may be from eating too much or eating something that disagreed with the child. A minor illness, needing to go to the bathroom, or not feeling well may be the cause. If the discomfort is not severe or continuing, rest, a little sympathy, and some personal space are usually right on target. An upset stomach is more likely to be caused by stress than are headaches. When the sign is caused by stress, the child is uptight and afraid about something or someone. Gently encouraging him to talk about what is wrong usually helps a lot. If talking is not easy for him, try this. Say, I'll bet your stomach is telling us you are afraid or a little uptight about something or someone. Does it have something to do with things here at home, or at school, or maybe with your friends? If this does not work, try, we can talk about what's getting to you. Do you want to talk about your family? If this gets a response, listen but be careful not to pass judgment. Do not criticize the child or his family. 7. They cry easily and might have crying spells. This problem works much like stomach aches, although the feelings are usually stronger and more confusing for the child. Try giving him a little more space. Do not push too hard to get him to talk. You want him to know it is okay to sometimes cry and feel upset. Ask if he wants to talk about the painful thoughts and feelings. If not, give him a little time and space and then go back quietly to sit for a few minutes and maybe talk. If his crying goes on for more than a couple days, try to get him to talk with his case manager or maybe with a counselor. Also consider this. The child may be ill or in pain. It might be he has learned it is better to suffer through it than to tell an adult. Past adult reactions may not have been helpful. Even worse, the reaction may have been worse for him than just suffering through it. 8. They lose their tempers easily and quickly. This may be the hardest sign of stress for you to handle. It also is the easiest to misunderstand. If you are like most adults, you react by getting angry yourself. This reaction is followed by trying to stop the child's behavior. With other signs of stress, it is easier to see the child's unhappy feelings and frustration. Also, it is not so hard to respond to the feelings instead of reacting to the behavior. With temper and anger, you can find yourself reacting to the child's angry behavior and not responding to her feelings at all. The best response is hard. Her temper outburst will run its course. If she is not hitting someone or breaking things, the outburst does not hurt anything. Don't get into an argument with her. Don't yell or make threats. Calmly say, I can see you are angry. You have a right to feel how you feel. I am going to wait here with you until you get it out however much you need to blow. Now stop talking. Wait until the child starts quieting down and calming down. When it gets a little quieter, say, being angry is okay sometimes. 
Losing your temper does not work very well for any of us. You are trying very hard to tell me something important. Please try again. When your temper is not getting in the way, I can hear and understand better. What has you so angry? Whatever it is, do not react, blame the child, give advice, or defend yourself or anyone else. You might say, thank you for sharing that with me. I will think about it and we can talk about it a little later. Just be sure to think about it and do go back to the child later and offer to talk about her frustrations and concerns. Example. Kathy felt restless and could not get herself to calm down. She could not concentrate on anything and was feeling the start of a headache. The past few nights, she had tossed and turned for an hour or two before falling asleep. Last night, she woke up several times and it took forever to go back to sleep. Waking up was not that bad, but the bad dreams upset her and kept her from going back to sleep. She could not get them off her mind. Between feeling tired and her headache, there was no way she could pay attention to what her foster mother was saying. Calm down, Kathy told herself. I think I'm going to be sick. She thought her upset stomach was because of something she ate but the more upset she got, the worse it got. Don't start crying again. I've got to get out of here, she screamed to herself as she turned and ran out of the room. Music by Kevin McLeod.